0: Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at Chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
0: On a Wednesday morning, doing a little snow battling, but, you know, getting by. And um, be careful out there. I came up 53 today, so I did avoided the interstate because I do not like following behind the semis and the snow poofs. And so I made a choice to come up 53. It was plowed, must have been plowed during the night, but it was snow covered. So if you don't have to go out today... Stay home. Enjoy some board games. That's what I used to do when we had snow days and I worked for the school district. And those kiddos, you're probably going to have them at home. This is Joe Welke at WAX 104.5. Getting started with the farm show. And the closings, the list is long. I will try to, first of all, if you want to look for it yourself, you go to the WEAU. TV 13 website and uh, click on the weather and there's closing, there's a spot to click on the closings and there's a lot of schools that are closed today and tomorrow with the snow that's supposed to be coming in and very, very good idea because uh, we need to keep the buses safe, uh, kids safe, the bus drivers safe, the teachers safe. Go out and make a snowman when it warms up a little bit, and uh, just enjoy the day, because there's nothing we can do about the weather coming in, but we're still going to do the chores here uh, at Wax 104.5. We're going to talk about farm numbers in Wisconsin. We're going to talk about some cattle harvest numbers and vegetable production. You know, I don't always think of Wisconsin as being a huge vegetable producer, but there they there's a lot of snap beans produced here, along with sweet corn. We'll even talk about some green peas, so that's what the uh, production numbers just came in, so we'll talk about those. We're going to have uh, Bridget Finke from valley Valley Crossing law that's the resident attorney. Bob had a chance to chat with her before he left. And uh, we'll have our normal ProVision partners, except I've got a new voice on there, Troy Thompson. is going to be telling us about energy. So we better get at it here at uh, three minutes before five o'clock. And let's do a quick rundown, well, as quick as I can, rundown of all the closings. I've got them up on the computer, so bear with me as I read through Elma Center Lincoln, Elma Center, Lake, Maryland School District is closed through Thursday. Elma Center is closed through Thursday with an e-learning day on Wednesday. Arcadia is closed through Thursday. Augusta is closed through Thursday. Augusta Senior Center and Community Center is closed through Thursday. Black River Falls, Blair Taylor are both closed through Thursday. Boyceville is closed Wednesday with a flexible learning day. Chippewa County Meals on Wheels is closed Wednesday. Chippewa Falls schools are closed through Thursday. Chippewa Valley Technical College is having a virtual learning through Friday. Cochrane Fountain City, Colfax, Durand, Arkansas are all closed through Thursday. Eau Claire Meals on Wheels is closed Wednesday. Elevastrom, Elk Mound, Elmwood... Are all closed through Thursday. Fall Creek is closed today. There's Glenwood City is closed through Thursday. Granton, Independence, McDonald are all closed through Thursday. Mondovi closed through Thursday. Nielsville's closed Wednes closed today. Remote learning days Wednesday and Thursday. So they must be closed tomorrow too. It's just that's not the way it's printed on here. So, Kristen will get some extra time with the kiddos. New Lisbon is having a virtual learning Wednesday. Osseo Fairchild is closed through Thursday. Pepin, Plum City, River Falls are all closed through Thursday. Spring Valley is closed through Thursday. Thorpe is closed through Thursday. Whitehall is closed through Thursday. And Wanawak is closed Wednesday with a virtual learning day. So... My advice is to, if something's happening today, call ahead. Make sure it's still happening. But we better get through these chores. It took me a little longer than I thought to get through that list. we got to get these chores done, even with all the snow. We're going to be jumping over to our national news here on WAX 104.5.
2: NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Winter weather alerts are in effect for millions of people across more than 20 states. As a powerful storm impacts a large portion of the U.S. this week, the National Weather Service says to expect heavy snow from the west coast to the northeast through Thursday. Blizzard warnings dot much of the Midwest, particularly Minnesota and South Dakota. Gusty winds as high as 80 miles per hour could also be felt in some areas of the country. Meantime, a suspected tornado hits southwestern New Jersey on Tuesday. The Biden administration is out with a new immigration policy that seeks to
3: limit asylum. Lisa Taylor explains. The protection would not be available to those who didn't apply before entering Mexico. In order to seek asylum, migrants must schedule a time to arrive at a port of entry. There would be exceptions for some victims of trafficking. The proposal must go through the normal rulemaking process that allows for public comment. I'm Lisa Taylor. The grand jury in the former
2: President Trump Georgia election probe is recommending multiple indictments. That's according to the New York Times. The forewoman of the jury told the Times it is not a short list but she didn't say who specifically the grand jury recommended for indictment. The bulk of the report regarding alleged actions to overturn the 2020 election remains sealed. Brittany Griner is making a return to the WNBA. Brian Shook has a story. The Phoenix Mercury announced Greiner re-signed with the team Tuesday for a one-year deal. This comes after she was detained on drug charges in Russia in February 2022 and sentenced to nine years in prison. Greiner was able to return to the U.S. through a prisoner swap in December. I'm Brian Shook. And the FDA is reviewing Pfizer's vaccine that protects infants against RSV and could make a decision to clear the shot as soon as August. The single-dose vaccine is given to pregnant women late in pregnancy to trigger antibodies that are passed to the fetus. This comes after cases of RSV rose dramatically last fall. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
0: Well, I didn't even talk about the weather. I just went through the list of... All the closings took me long enough, but our weather right here in Eau Claire, it's 18 degrees, but it feels like 5. So our wind chill is very healthy out there today. Our high is 24, windy with snow tonight, 17, tomorrow, 20. And they knocked it down from windy to breezy and snow tomorrow night, 10 below. Friday, cold, high of only 12, with a low of 5 at night with partial sun. Saturday 28, partial sun. Sunday 33, Monday 36 with a chance of snow again. Tuesday 28 and partial sun. And right now, here in Eau Claire, we are right in the middle of a winter storm warning. And I just heard from my trucker buddy, John. He said it's uh, ice storming down in southern Wisconsin. He said Beloit area, and he was going to be traveling up to the Twin Cities. I said, Oof, they're looking at a blizzard warning over there. So be careful. Keep it between the ditches.
4: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And here's some temperatures from around the area. Eau Claire 18, but it feels like 5. Medford and Rice Lake, 14 degrees. Wausau, 16 in snow. Green Bay, 22 in snow. Marshfield, 18 in light snow. La Crosse, 25. Madison, 27 in cloudy. Milwaukee, 31 in cloudy. And as I mentioned before, our trucker buddy John said it was sleeting and icing down in Beloit. And he had to head to the Twin Cities. And I said we were going to head right into a blizzard. And today we're going to be high of 24. Windy with snow tonight, 17. Tomorrow, more snow and a high of 20. But tomorrow night, it's going to be 10 below. So that's going to be bundling up time. And closing, the list is long. Please call ahead if you've got something that's scheduled for today. Otherwise, we need to get back to our chores and get to those markets.
4: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Well, it's our first market time. We're going to start out with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 154 to 161 with mixed at 114 to 153.5. Choice-fed beef heifers are 154 to 165 with mixed at 112 to 153.5. Choice fed Holstein steers are 133 to 141 with select and silage fed steers 95 to 132 and a half. Cows are 68 and a half to 114. Bulls are 90 to 115. Butcher hogs are 40 to 75 with cells at 49 and a half to 53. Boars are 25 to 26 and a half. No quote from the shorn market lambs. Unshorn market lambs are 140 to 155. Feeder lambs are 140 to 250. Ewes are 70 to 95. Small goats are 70 to $200. Medium goats are 160 to $280. Large goats are 200 to $510. With nanny goats at 190 to $380. And we'll slide on over to the Mercantile Exchange and our futures, the live cattle futures for February. 164.75, up 117 117.5. April 165.10 up 45 cents. June 165 160 87 and a half, up 75 cents and August 159 67 and a half, up 62 and a half cents. Our feeder cattle futures 186 87 and a half, up 35 cents. April 190 80 up 35 cents. May 194 87 and a half up 52 and a half cents and August two hundred eight thirty seven and a half up sixty five cents. And moving on over to our lean hog carcasses. April eighty nine ten up three dollars and eighty two and a half cents. May ninety seven seventeen and a half up two dollars and seventy seven and a half cents. June one hundred five twenty seven and a half up two dollars and fifty five cents. And we'll move on over to our Chicago Board of Trade our grain markets were all trending downward. March corn is at 670 679 down a penny March oats 364 up a half March soybeans 1544 up four and a half cents March soybean meal 497 dollars a ton no change from yesterday March wheat seven dollars and43 cents down seven cents and rolling on over to our dairy markets barrels. Barrel cheese, 158 and a quarter, up three and a half. 40 pound blocks, 196, up eight cents. Gray AA butter, 238, up a half. And our class three milk futures, February. 17.91 17.91 up a penny, March 17.84 up 19 cents, April 18.07 up 24 cents, May 18.45 up 17 cents, and June up 11 cents to 18.89, and that market is trending upward through the end of the year. We need to get through some more chores, and then we will be hearing from Bridget Finky. Bob had a chance to visit with her. She's the resident attorney from Valley Crossing Law out of Baldwin.
1: And we've got to get through some more chores.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: As we get to this time of the year, we think about starting. Starting in the field. It won't be long. We're out in the crops. Hopefully, we're not starting our cropping planning right now. We've got that well underway. But there are other plans that hopefully we've got underway as well. But if not, we're going to talk about it. Bridget Finke is joining us again this morning. Bridget is our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And, uh, Bridget, I know there's no time of the year when it's best, but uh, when we've got downtime like we do now before we get into the fields, a good time to start looking at that succession plan and all the business decisions we need to make for the farming operation, and I guess, you know, to just think about it in in some total, maybe it's kind of overwhelming, but where do we start? What are some of the, the ways to get started on putting together a plan to maybe the family taking over if we're going to move on and get rid of the farm completely? Where do we start?
5: Yeah, it's pretty common, I think, that people don't get started because it feels overwhelming, or it feels like you have to have all the answers to set that first appointment, um, to talk to a lawyer or talk to a succession consultant or whatever the case may be. And um, I spend a lot of time chatting with people about kind of dividing up this decision process between what what I call the no-brainer side of things and then working our way into those more difficult decisions, and it's, hey, it's great if we can sit down and solve all the problems in one fell swoop, but that's usually not realistic, particularly given the size and complexity of most farm businesses today. And so um, when I talk about that no-brainer side of things is, um, first of all, attacking the disaster plan what happens if you or your spouse has a stroke tomorrow or has an accident and has a brain injury and no longer can conduct affairs for themselves there are lots of decisions and things that may need to be taken care of that it's not automatic that someone can do that for you even your spouse and so getting started with those powers of attorney, those documents that in which you empower someone to stand in your shoes and take care of affairs on your behalf, is often um, one of the first places to get started and one of the easier decisions to make.
1: Where do we go from there? As you mentioned, the answers to some of these things. but how do we know what the questions are you mentioned the power of attorney in case we would lose our our faculties because of illness or injury or things like that but how do we know what the right questions are and to get those answers mhm well
5: one thing is to um Talk to professionals who work in this area and deal with these things every day. Um, so that's often helpful. Um, we also have plenty of programs offered through um, extension and things like that that at least help you know some of some of the questions to ask. Um, But, you know, there's, there's plenty of things that, you know, do I know exactly what's going wrong with my car when something isn't working? No. And so I go talk to a mechanic and, and tell them some of the symptoms, and what I'm concerned about, what noise is making. And uh, they help me f- figure out that process. So I think, um, you know, relying on those professionals and, you know, for a lot of people, they don't have a lawyer that they work with, but they probably are working with an accountant. They're probably working with a banker. And um, so those are all folks that you can get ideas uh, to get that process started.
1: And getting the process started is one thing, but getting it from the start to the finish line, it's not something you do in a week or maybe even a month, and maybe the finish line can also be changed as far as the situation on the farm. There's, There's a lot here involved.
5: Oh, absolutely, and I, you know, a lot of times people are thinking that this is a problem to be solved, and really, it's an ongoing process, you know, you didn't accumulate all your farm assets all at once, you're probably not going to move them all at once, it's probably going to be the more unusual circumstance, instead this is a process over time that may need adjustment, Um, you know, just like you Plan your route of where you're going to drive, and there's a car accident, and uh, you end up changing your route because you get there more quickly or more efficiently taking a different road. Um, it's the same thing when it comes to that succession plan, and and so working through those stages of, hey, let's plan for I'm alive but need help with things. Let's plan for I pass away but my spouse is still alive. Let's plan for boy, my spouse and I are both gone. All at once, where do these assets go? And then moving into that, okay, now we live long, fruitful lives. Um, does it make sense for us to still own this farm when we're 95 years old. Um, how are we going to transition, yeah, bringing someone else into the business or um, working at uh, selling the business or pieces of the business and so there's really multiple phases to things and it's highly unlikely you're going to solve it all at once and it's why this time of year is such a great time to start because often when we get down to those deeper levels often we're talking about business entities and and maybe making some change of ownership or establishing a new entity and boy everybody loves doing that January 1st. But the problem is if you you think you're going to start in November and have that ready to go, that's
1: just not very realistic. And in most cases, it's not just mom and dad. There's a lot of family members, uh, maybe other relatives involved in the operation that might want to get involved. So I would assume all parties involved should play a part in these decisions of where we go next with the operation.
5: Sure. Anybody who's involved in the business and who eventually, perhaps, even if they're maybe not a decision maker or manager now, um, will will likely want them to in the future. And so, starting to get them involved sooner rather than later. Um, you know, often we get pretty focused on the transfer of the ownership of the assets. But the management, the skills, those are all things that need to be transitioned as well. Um, And so having that open line of communication and and getting um, all those interested parties involved is is often helpful to the process.
1: So this time of the year, an attorney, a banker, an accountant, all three, uh, how do we decide who we need to see first? know one way to do it
5: and and pick one. Pick who you're most comfortable with um, and get started because any good professional then is going to help you um, loop in those relevant professionals at the optimal time for them to be involved in that process.
1: And be aware that this should be a document that is available to change and update. It's not cast in stone. It's, it's uh, it can be and should be looked at on a regular basis. So if we need to make changes, right, that's what this document should be all about?
5: Absolutely. So so if you're someone who's sitting here smugly going, well, we have our stuff in place... Um, You know, this tends to be the time of year where we're uh, closing out the previous year's books and updating balance sheets, and um, this may be then the optimal time of year for you to be um, signing up your Certificate of Value and agreeing on the value of the operation in case someone passes away or retires within the next year, and so continuing to touch base on whatever your document or documents Typically, plural um, are that control your circumstances and make sure those still make sense in light of the current status of your family and your farm operation.
0: Always great advice from Bridget Finky from Valley Crossing Law out of Baldwin. She's our resident attorney. It's working documents, and that's always so important. We are at 20. Oh, almost 5:30. We need to be hearing from Rocky Olson and Premier Livestock. See if he's digging out over there.
4: For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And just as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. You no, know, there was just a commercial for Markward RV. Gets me kind of thinking about maybe some summertime, but outside it I, sure doesn't look like summer. It,
6: it's hard to think about that today, but uh, it's got to—we got to keep thinking about that to keep us moving forward, right?
0: Absolutely. What happened in the markets?
6: Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded stronger. Uh, high choice and prime Holstein steers 140 to 155. Choice beef steers and heifers 142 to 159. Market cows high yielding 85 to $1. five. We did have individuals above that. Most cows 72 to 84. Market bulls high yielding from 97 to $1.16. Organic market cows high yielding from $1.15 to dollar $1.43. Newborn Holstein bull calves, 125 to 225, and your beef calves uh, from 150 to 400. Yesterday, Tuesday, we had our uh, special feeder cattle auction. We sold 550 head of feeder cattle. Uh, Did have a little lighter run than expected with a bunch of cancellations and the severe weather coming in. Uh, Most of the new crop uh, beef calves sold from 150 to 210. Uh, Most of your Holstein steers, all weights, all classes, sold from $1.20 to $1.45. Today, uh, Wednesday, we got our hay hay auction, at uh, 9.30, uh, lots of hay and bedding, and then 11 o'clock in we have our dairy cattle auction. we got several loads of top parlor freestyle cows, one load going to be all registered top end cows. Uh, we also have a really nice fancy group of cows, uh, deep pedigreed, fancy kind of registered cows coming from Todd Stanek. Uh, I do have pictures of some of those cows on our website. Got some nice springing heifers, got a really nice group of shortbread heifers coming out of a 32,000 pound herd, and uh, got a really nice uh, registered registered Red Holstein bull as well. Uh, next week we got two dairy cattle auctions. Tuesday we got a special monthly dairy heifer auction, expecting around 500 heifers. Uh, then Wednesday we're going to have two herds. We're going to have a 120 cow parlor freestall herd and a very nice uh, tie stall herd, of 60 head. Uh, like say, lots of. Uh, Lots of nice cattle coming up. Uh, questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Check our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Don't forget the big machinery auction coming up March 24th. you still got time to get your consignment in. Uh, we are expecting we're going to get full a little earlier for this sale, so uh, don't hesitate to get it in. That way you can get in all the ads. Uh, and then we've taken lots and lots of pictures already. So the sooner you get it in, you're just going to help yourselves on that. And that is the way it should up, Jill at Premier Livestock.
0: Do you have somebody out there going to be hired to brush off all that machinery before the it, auction, too?
6: Yeah, it is. Well, let's hope before that auction, a lot of that's going to melt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will. So, all
6: right, all right. have a good one.
0: You too. Thanks. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We uh, I just saw that Mike was outside, but. Well uh venture to see that Mike made it back to be able to talk to us about the weather. you ever know those uh people
7: that can be in two places at once. Everyone says they can't do it no
0: it- i I have no doubt that you can do <laughs> almost
7: anything <laughs> well that that is true. I'm able to do anything, including be in two places at once, and especially when you're tracking weather like this, you kinda need to be and uh I mean, this uh, this morning we are starting to see phase one of this winter storm start to fizzle out. I mean, we're still looking at some snow showers across western Wisconsin right now. We'll get a bit of a lull, maybe a few scattered snow showers by the uh, latter half of the morning. But then into the afternoon, this is where we'll start to see phase two creep in. This will bring some heavy snow at times as well as some very blustery winds blowing around that snow quite a bit. That's going to make travel very difficult going into this afternoon and especially into your Thursday morning commute. Now we are expecting this to start to push out by Thursday, latter half of the morning, early afternoon, but still very breezy, uh, which could blow around some of this lighter and powdery snow as well. And by Thursday night, that's when we tap into some very cold air, mostly cloudy tomorrow, or excuse me, Thursday night. That is tomorrow. And uh, lows dipping into about the mid single digits below zero. Looking at Friday, mostly sunny highs into the low teens. And then we start to warm it up a little closer to average this weekend. Saturday, mostly sunny highs into the upper 20s. Sunday, mostly sunny, could get into the mid to upper 30s again, but then we have another chance at some precipitation heading our way on Monday that could be of the mixed variety, being that we'll warm up into the mid to upper 30s once again, and then we're back closer to average with a mostly sunny sky on Tuesday, and highs into the low 30s. By the time this system is all said and done, though, we could see an additional 8 to 12 inches of snow, and right now, again, we are seeing some of those lighter snow showers and a temperature of 17 degrees in Eau Claire.
0: Well, all I can say is call ahead if something is planned and get your shovel and shoes on
7: exactly always have to or always want to make sure that you plan ahead on uh,
0: situations like this absolutely well you plan ahead too and uh, <laughs> we'll see you outside again right all right sounds good joe all right and that was mike d'andria with our weather today
4: the crack of dawn never sounded so good wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
0: well, it's local weather time, and Morgan, she's not in the house, but through the wonderful technology, she sent me the local news. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Votes are counted.
3: The Supreme Court stage is set. It will be Janet Protosewitz and Dan Kelly on the April race for Wisconsin Supreme Court. Protosewitz won yesterday's primary, getting about 445,000 votes. Kelly, who is a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice, edged out Waukesha Judge Jennifer Duro. Kelly and Protosaywitz will face voters again in April. Wisconsin's race for Supreme Court is the most expensive and most watched in the country. You want some local race updates? That's an easy click online. You can stop first at 715newsroom.com and WEAU 13 News. Our partners there have that full link of those local races and results. Looking into other headlines that stretch the lens, there are questions about Milwaukee's latest officer-involved shooting. Police commanders say an officer shot and killed the 31-year-old man yesterday afternoon. This was following a traffic stop. Investigators say the man sped off, crashed his car, and then ran with a gun in his hand. Chief Jeffrey Norman says the officer shot the suspect after the suspect refused to drop a gun. The questions came after a bystander uploaded a video and Milwaukee police say they're aware of that video and they're looking into it. Nearer to us, the town of Eagle Point has suspended its EMS services because it no longer has a medical director. Dr. Ethan Young officially resigned this week as Eagle Point's mayor says Dr. Young stepped down after complaining that EMS providers were not following proper protocol. State law requires a licensed medical director to oversee EMS operations. Eagle Point will now rely on Tilden and Anson and ambulance services from Cornell and Chippewa Falls until the town can find a new medical director. When it comes to the medical piece of the pie, we'll keep going here as there's a connection to the political stage at the Capitol and proposed legislation would help cover costs for women at increased risk for breast cancer.
5: Screenings, particularly breast cancer screenings, are important for everybody.
3: We all have important females in our lives that have been impacted in some way. The bill was introduced by a state senator from Appleton requires health insurance policies to provide additional coverage for the roughly 40% of women with dense breast tissue, where a mammogram alone may not be enough. And the weather outside is, uh, well, timely for Margarita Day. It just happens to be.
5: There are many stories as to why it's called a margarita. It was named after a socialite, or was named after the daisy flower, which is margarita in Spanish. Three simple ingredients, tequila, orange liqueur, and lime juice. Blended or on the rocks, it's America's most ordered cocktail. The Distilled Spirits Council says Americans consume 185,000 margaritas every hour. And there are deals to be had today just designated driver. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio.
3: But before you blend those margaritas, we're still working with milk. And that takes us back to the barn with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm
0: Report on Wax 104.5. And we're still here doing our job. We're going to be hearing some more of our thoughts, getting more of our chores done. And then we're going to hear from Troy Thompson and ProVision Partners. It's Wednesday morning and it's time for our ProVision Partners update. I've got Troy Thompson. He's the Energy Department Manager. We were just talking, nothing really happens without that energy. But we're always looking ahead and wondering about pricing. Where's that going right now?
8: Well, Jill, that's a good question because that's usually on people's mind with inflation and everything that's happening today. What's fuel going to look like come spring, summer? It's been a pretty volatile winter. It's not unusual to see a market change of, of 20 or 30 cents even in a day. But it's been kind of hanging around this parameter oil trading in the 75 to $85 range. Um, as we're kind of seeing what's going on in the world, um, everybody knows what's going on in Ukraine with Russia. Um, and there's been uh, a European Union ban on, on Russian oil to the west um, and some price caps there. So there's been redistribution of, of oil supplies. Uh, most of that Russian oil, though, has been absorbed, so they're still able to produce and ship most of it going to China and then India. Um, so there's been a redistribution. Uh, just Monday here, I believe, Russia did came out and said they were looking at potentially cutting about 500,000 barrels a day from their production, um, which could have, obviously, an effect on, uh, on, on supply Depending on what the economy does, so right now China is coming out of uh, out of kind of some COVID lockdown, so the anticipation is they're going to ramp up and use much more uh, much more energy. So with with all these things going on, what's the market going to do? I think it's going to stay fairly strong. I, I don't see this thing dropping off significantly. Our, our refinery utilization um, is projected for 2023 to remain. Um, strong as it was this last year at about 90%. So barring any unforeseen uh, refinery shutdowns with, with weather or incidents, um, supply should be good, but I think price is still going to be pretty stable. I don't think we're going see it, to see it drop way down. And of course there's always risk of something else happening in, in the world that's going to drive pricing
0: up. You talked a little bit about supply. Do you think that uh with russia shipping out to china and to india do you think we'll end up with some of that market too we're filling into the west um where where the
8: ban is in place um we're not currently accepting of course any any russian crude uh so our domestic supplies here are are feeding us and going to the west and, and we're and we're looking at pulling from other resources as well so I think it's just going to kind of be a re a rebalance of, of, of shipping lanes and where the product goes to at least short-term.
0: Does it look like the shipping is going to become more efficient and get everything to where it needs to be?
8: Well, yeah, everybody, it's, what we just seen here the last week with rail, rail is, uh, is a tough one. Um, pipeline is by far the safest, but there's a lot of people against pipelines. I'm not one of them. If you look at the history of pipelines, it is so much safer and the risk of instance is much less great if you're talking about you know trying to help the environment obviously it uh, it moves through those pipelines a lot easier than it does through truck or rail right now we seem to be in pretty good shape um, I think overall there is a, a shortage of, of trucking in this country rail has been pretty efficient of course but there there's always going to be some hiccups with rail
0: And that's um, ProVision Partners, Troy Thompson, talking about fuel supplies and shipping and getting the fuel out there. We did end up our talk talking about uh, pre-ordering and having some of that stuff on hand. And I will uh, actually put that out on the website so you can listen to the whole thing. But we've got to get moving. We've got more chores to do. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. 17 degrees out there with snow coming down. We need to hear from Equity Altoona and Jim Lindsay.
9: Choice beef steers and heifers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty seven. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar thirty to a dollar forty nine. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers one hundred forty four to one hundred fifty four. We had a top of one fifty five. Choice holstein steers one twenty-five to one forty three. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers one twenty-four and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety to ninety-eight, we had a top of one oh three and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty eight to eighty nine. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty-seven and down. Tuesday organic market, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.15 to $1.30. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.14 and down. Cold bulls sold from $95 to $1.10. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $60 to $200 per head. Light poor quality calves sold from $60 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $330 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on February 17th. Three to 600-pound beef steer is $1.40 to 201. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty-five to a dollar ninety-seven. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty-five to a dollar sixty-six. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-eight. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety-five to a dollar forty-eight. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar thirty-six. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, March third. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five. to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock market consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
4: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. He said he can't tell if it's snowing or blowing up there.
10: Jill, good morning to you. Yeah, the traffic is going by very slowly, but uh, like I said, I haven't been out yet. Uh, We'll be uh, eating breakfast, got some stuff to do today, so we'll find out how the roads are in a little bit here. But uh, anyway, folks, do drive careful and uh, uh, check on the school closings and all this and that. But uh, in the meantime, we better recap the folks on what happened the first couple days here at Equity Stratford, and I'll just go ahead and do that. Absolutely. All right, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Like I said, this is a summary from uh, Tuesday and the first part of the week here at Equity Stratford. First of all, we will uh, recap the organic market from yesterday, and we do sell organic market cattle every Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. Continued to be a very strong market. High yielding certified organic cows in yesterday's auction selling from 140 up to a top of 156 and a half. Lower yielding organic cows yesterday 135 and below. Getting back to uh, the conventional type market cows this week, high yielding fleshy. Holstein and beef cows so far this week are selling from uh, uh, mostly from 83 to 97. Uh, Most of the cows this week so far are selling between 62 and 82. Thinner cows, light carcass cows, below 62. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls, mostly from 88 to 105. Lighter weight bulls, 85 and below. Calf market, uh, summary from those on Monday's auction, good quality Holstein bull cows selling from 100 up to a top of 250. Very uh, limited demand on the heifer calves this week, 30 and below, and good quality beef calves. Very strong, again, 175 to 375, again, topping at 400. And we are at Wednesday. Our option is scheduled to start this morning uh, around 1030 with conventional market cows, also fed cattle, sheep, hogs, and goats, baby calves, and uh, we'll get to the feeder cattle about 1230. Uh, we do have a nice line of feeder cattle on the list. Uh, hopefully we won't have too many cancellations today, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, We do have a a set of some very fancy black cattle. We also have a consignment of started Holstein Bull Calves. Holstein Bull Calves, so, again, feeder sale will be at 1230, and then we'll finish the the auction this afternoon with the market cattle. So, again, folks, uh, do drive careful, and uh, I guess we've got questions. If you're planning on bringing some animals to the market today, uh, uh, call ahead, see how things are looking. I'm sure the market auction slaughter cattle will be in very good demand today, but, again, depends about how the feeder cattle buyers show up, so kind of up in the air on that and the calves so i guess the best thing to do if you got a lot of questions give the market a call 687-4101 uh they'll be there shortly so and we'll have to play by ear in tomorrow's auction so i guess the weather's is the big thing and you know jill years ago when the boys basketball tournament was on we always could expect a big storm so now we got the girls tournament going on this week so what do we got
0: <laughs> a nice big storm just to welcome yeah. them in
10: Well, maybe when the boys play, uh, get their tournament started next week, maybe we'll just have the reverse, you know. We'll be in the 30s and the 40s, you know.
0: Well, I'm kind of needing those 30s and 40s here pretty quick because I've got heifers in the shed.
10: Well, yeah, and well, at least they're not calving out in the snowbank
0: somewhere. No, no, no. I don't don't have that much energy to chase after them after they get in the snowbanks. so.
10: (laughs) Yeah, and it's, but I mean, you know, there are, uh, uh, you know, folks that got, Huge, huge operations, and you know, like especially out west, they they calve pretty early. So I'm certain if they're getting a big storm like this, that's a major concern for them.
0: Yep, they're probably taking care of them 24 seven. Well, yeah, well you have
10: to because all right, Jill, you enjoy the day. Do drive careful, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.
0: And don't hurt yourself scooping. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We've got a few more chores to do, but we've got markets. And it's time to get to our markets, sponsored by Christians Sales. Chicago Board of Trade, March corn, six seventy nine dollars down a penny. March oats, three sixty four dollars 64 up a, pe- a half. March soybeans, $15.44, down 4.5 cents. And March wheat, $7.43, down 7 cents. Moving on over to our country elevator prices. A wheat and grain Chippewa Falls location. 624 for corn, 1479 for beans. Connorsville, 624 and 1474. Golden Plump and Arcadia, 642 for their corn. Baldwin, 634 and 1475. Duran, 629 and 1469. Mondovi, 634 and 1474. Elmwood, 634 and 1479. Fall Creek, 621 and 1454. Osseo, 639 for corn and 1479 for beans. Elk Mound, 630 and 1480. Sparta, 625 and 1470. Ellsworth, 611 and 1426. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 628 for corn and 1478 for beans. Arcadia, 641 and 1480. Ethanol Plants, Boyceville. 643 Stanley 634 for corn and New Richmond 626 and rolling on over to our cheese markets barrels 158 and a quarter up three and a half cents 40 pound blocks 196 up eight cents gray double a butter 238 up a half and class three milk futures February 1791 up a penny March 1784 up 19 cents and April up 24 cents to 1804 that's what I have for you for the farm show for today here on Wax 104.5. We're going to have some more snow moving in. I looked like it was snowing when I came in, so more snow moving in. It's 17 degrees here in Eau Claire with a high today of 24, wind and snow. Tomorrow, 20, breezy and snow. There's a awful lot of closings. Roll on over to the WEAU website and hit on the closings. there's a huge list. I don't have time to read through it tonight or this morning but school closing at waxradio.com brought to you by Hovlands and service master of the Chippewa Valley and get out those board games have some fun with those kiddos staying home and remember take care of yourself and take care of each other.